This is the Amateur Skeptics Podcast, number 236. I'm your host, Brian. Joining me this evening, Mad Cat. Hello, hello. How is it going? Oops. And it echoes right away. <laughs> and Ian is with us. Greetings. I have survived the Thanksgiving feast. So you weren't eaten, is, is what we're getting at. <laughs> well, not in that way, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and baby. And we have the dumbass himself. I'm here to write you a prescription and inject you with my love. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, Idoki. And and eat you like that, like Ian didn't get like, eaten. Like Ian didn't get eaten. <laughs> eat you like that. And and joining us, he 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 got home. Is, is Mac? Mac is with us. Yep, I'm here. How are you guys doing tonight? Uh, well, mm-hmm. better than you. It sounds like. Yeah, something went weird on that when I tried to. Uh, is this better? I think. You're Am okay. I echoing? I think you're okay. That's actually that's good. Good. Okay, better. Mac, you sound down. No, I'm fine. Okay, good. I told you I'm having. I, I'm. I, I. I was telling you I had a. I had a vaccination for some stuff last Monday, and apparently it didn't, uh, it didn't take, because I was supposed to, I've got my ears ringing tonight, and I was supposed to be in a vaccination for, for, uh, for uh, whooping cough and tinnitus, so. Yeah, tetanus. Apparently it didn't No, work. no, tetanus, you misread that. <laughs> tetanus? Yeah, you, you misread it. Okay. And yeah, pertussis, you forgot pertussis, it's called Tdap for a reason. Yeah, well, I know, but pertussis is what causes whooping cough. Oh wait, no, it's T. It's T. No, there's three things in there. It's it's tetanus, pertussis, and what's the other thing? What's in the T. Dap? Oh, tetanus, tetanus pertussis, pertussis, arm puncture. Yeah. What's up, Sam? What's up? Yeah. 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 See, now we know. Let's see the T. Dap vaccine. Max echoing too. We're getting a lot of echo tonight. I I hope this. Yeah. Okay. Is it only two things? Is it the? Is it the? Oh, okay. It's tetanus, diphtheria. Pertussis, yeah, okay, that's the three things. Technus, the theory, and pertussis is in the Tdap. All right, I'll be back in a second, guys. Okay. Okay, no. I guess it's pre-show again. <laughs> no, let's just keep going. Let's just. Yeah, I can promote myself without yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, it's time for yeah, Ian Hawks's shit. Yeah, you guys seem to have missed it last podcast. So I figured, what the hell? I'll bring it back. <laughs> 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 but. Still putting my writing together. This time, I am promoting a collection of my short fiction, um, half of which has been published. Um, the collection is called Onward into Infinity, the all science fiction stories that take place in the same universe. And basically, part of the reason they're in the same universe is I got lazy. And instead of trying to invent a whole new galactic organization for each story, I decided, screw it, I'm going to reuse the same um, group over and over again. And... As long as the stories fit together and can occur in the same universe, then damn it, they're in the same universe. Okay. So and, nine, uh, what, per- what percentage of your stories are smut? Um, let's see. The first one has everyone running around naked in it. Um, Ooh. wow. Oh my god, the echo is really sex- bad. <laughs> the insects is, I think, about half of them. Uh, that's so. a good percentage. I like my chances. <laughs> hey, oh, what just happened there? Oh, that. I should have clicked on the mic instead of using my uh, volume thingy. To, to be fair, Ian, the favorite times that I've had hawking your shit is when you're not here, and we just make <laughs> we just make crap up. 
You said that. Well, this one, uh, you, making crap up might actually be accurate without knowing it. Without knowing it. Okay. I, I go into some interesting so, so, so Everyone, uh, everyone, run to your local, your uh, your favorite local retailer and buy copies of Ian's science fiction smut. <laughs> there, now, there's a whole story um, called Exploration of Exophilia, where a guy hooks up with an alien, and it completely is not what he thought it would be. Ian Brady Cannon, finest sci-fi erotica. <laughs> I, uh, Ian, I honestly thought your latest collection, uh, a better title would have been To Infinity and Beyond. Was that yeah, I, I think that might have gone to some copyright issues. You think so, huh? I was actually surprised that there was nothing out there that was Onward into Infinity. So I was like, well, I, I like the title. No one's used it anywhere as far as I can find. Well, I'm going with it. There is To Infinity and Beyond. Yes. That's what I was just saying. Oh. <laughs> wow, this echo is not good. I, um... <laughs> well, I just switched well, the... I mean, like, uh, we, it was a bad decision to uh, perform this podcast deep in a cave underground <laughs> uh, as we unearthed uh, alien artifacts. Well, if we don't do it from the bunker, you know, then the the vagina ghost will get us. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Oh. Okay, how about now? Am I still echoing? No, you're okay now. It, it, Mad right. Cat is the one with the, the worst echo. Mad Cat's got the weird one. Okay. All right. Well, Ian hocked his shit. And so, Mad Cat, tell us what time it is. Ah, uh, yes. I must tell you that it is now Ian and Dumbass's masturbation moment brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Okay, so today we are going to talk about the NHS, which was apparently uh, the UK Health Department was urged to start prescribing masturbation to patients to alleviate stress. No, they weren't. <laughs> go ahead. Go go with your article. Uh, <laughs> your well, clickbait, crappy article. Um, a sex toy company, uh, was it Lilo UK, penned a letter to the Department of Health urging them to prescribe masturbation to patients as part of a wider wellness program. Okay. That's an awkward conversation with your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Now, admittedly, I think the company may have some alternative motives in mind, um, but the, the general the general article seems fairly um, straightforward, talking about um, the they, yeah, and we've talked about it here. The studies have shown the positive side effects of masturbation. So, of course, uh, the um, sex toy company saying, "Hey, listen, there's positive benefits. You should be trying to get your doctors to promote it because you know there's been enough studies done saying it's a good, healthy thing." And that's so, the basics um, of it. It's actually a pretty short, um, straightforward article I found. Was did they contact now, your, your, your blood? Your blood pressure seems great. I have to congratulate on you on that. The medicine that we prescribed you before is working amazingly. Now, have you been touching your genitals enough? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Here, let me, let, here's the question I have for you. Notice yeah. that every single one of these links where they where they link to, to something in here, all these links link back to themselves. Right, so it says the Department of Letter Letter to the Department of Health. Right, it links it links to another page, 
on their site, on the Mir site. But it, what it doesn't link to is the open letter. So, Ian, where the fuck's the open letter? I don't know. O- okay. That's so does it exist? Inter- Did it actually happen? I can't say for sure. It's um the the basics of the article sounds pretty straightforward and um very plausible. Sure, they they might have put it. Maybe they did, but here's the thing: is that if that is that is the case, and it's an open letter, wouldn't this be on on Lilo UK's website? And wouldn't they? And, and if you are a reputable news source, wouldn't you link back to that? I would think so. I would think so too. This is the mirror. <laughs> Yeah, whatever the hell that is. It, it, I think <laughs> it sounds like some sort of UK tabloid is what it sounds like. Um, what is this site? Yeah, I mean, an open letter had to be published somewhere. Well, you would think. Uh, I don't know, but it has sex stories in it. <laughs> yeah, that's the main thing I was looking at. And so here's the here's, the, here's my other problem, right? So okay, so everything links back to itself. They don't link to a source. There's no open letter. And when I do is and when I do a search for you know the Lilo open letter to the Department of Health, it links back to this site. Everything that every site that I've seen that it has an article is basically just a reprint of this article. So this does seem to be the the source of um of this claim. And okay. here's the thing is that from what I can tell that even if they did write this letter, it's no different than, you know, than going to change.org and putting up a stupid fucking petition, right? It means absolutely nothing. No, nobody's ever going to hear this. And nobody's ever going to act on it. They, okay. they wrote an open letter, but they just stuck it to their own bulletin board and told people about it. <laughs> That's exactly and, what it know. sounds like, right? <laughs> so it says sex toy company, and it doesn't link to Lilo. It links to mirror.com. .co.uk all dash about slash sex toys, right? So it just links to more sex toy articles on their site, right? It doesn't it, it doesn't link to anything about Lilo or the manufacturer. It doesn't link in, in the, the, the one that says Department of Health doesn't link to the Department of Health. It just links to more articles that on the mirror about the, that, you know, other people have written about the, uh, uh, the health department. I mean, <laughs> this site is, 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 is a total piece of trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want the um, open letter. I, I, but I mean, like there, there, there must be an open letter somewhere. I mean, like that's this not isn't the kind of thing you just make up just to have something to write about. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't disagree, but where the hell is it? <laughs> I know. Yeah, due diligence. They should have put a link to it there. You would think, at minimum, right? The article's fine, right? There's nothing in here that 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 that's not plausible. But it's like, okay, do do a, do a little due diligence here. I agree. I agree with you on that completely. And, and, I was just looking for interesting masturbation stories and found this one. And sure, it's a, it would be interesting if it meant anything. But as it is, <laughs> I, I I don't even know that the Department of Health got the letter, right? And and if they did, it probably just went into the round file, right? <laughs> well, good chance. Uh, of that. Not, I, I, it just sounds like a sex toy company just. Uh... Well, yeah, uh, I was advertising, start... just trying to get its name in the papers and stuff. I, I, yeah. Like, what would they expect? doctors to do about this right <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know yeah no well like i said right off the bat you know th- there's definitely a self-promotion level to this you know th- I, this is a sex star toy company there's no doubt that they'd love to promote this stuff but so, if all the other if all the links in there link back to the mirror then it's really the mirror self-promoting via clickbait right, exactly this is this whole site is clickbait <laughs> that's all it is <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I just, I, I just thought it was. I, oh, I was, well, actually, um, yeah. Do you, you got it? You got the open our letter? Yeah, another article that that middle 
that almost looks like the exact same article except for they have the open letter at the end. Okay, I think I saw this one too. But here's the thing: um, it's a blue. It has kind of a bluish tint to the website, right? It's all in blue. Yeah, serving live Saray. Right. Okay. Saray. So there's a, there is an open letter on there, right? Yeah. And and so it looks like it may be the open letter, but once again, it, there's no verification that it actually came from Lilo. How would I know? Well, I mean, it is an open letter. I suppose okay. it doesn't really matter who it came from. Sure. No, there's a few things that aren't quite linked, I agree. And, but the, the essence of the open letter is actually, I thought, a very well-done, well-written piece. Okay, but... With a, some good arguments as to why they should promote it. Oh, sure, and, and they probably should promote it, but they're not going to. Probably not. This is never going to be... Promote it how? Like uh, commercials? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, Ask it's, your doctor if masturbation is right for you. <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like an open letter is the same thing as like change.org where a, where you get a whole bunch of people to you know to say you know to, yeah. to sign a petition that does absolutely nothing. Uh, yeah, no, I, I actually agree with you. The <laughs> essence of it is um, self promoting. There's no doubt really about it. Really depends on who the open letter is from. Okay. I mean, don't you think, Brian? Well, I think it makes a difference of whether somebody just wrote it or if it really is from Lilo, right? Well, I think that I think that for instance. Uh, an open letter from Theodore Kaczynski might have a lot more impact than uh, an open letter from Lalo. Right, but maybe not the now, reaction um, that you're expecting. Uh, are we planning to accept sex advice from Theodore Kaczynski? <laughs> <laughs> maybe if it came from Dr. Ruth, then it would be okay. <laughs> she should write a manifesto. By the way, <laughs> I, I, uh, wrote, I, written one. I watched the movie The Grinch, the new one from Illumination. And There's uh, another one? Yeah, I now know that uh, Whoville apparently is located in Canada because they're white. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. A, a Utah substitute told a fifth grade uh, fifth grader that homosexuality is wrong. Um, she was escorted out of the building after three students spoke up. So this, yeah, I'd seen this one. Yeah, did you oh. see this one? Oh my God, this one. Okay, so this is this is half victory for common sense, I think, because. Um, uh, the teacher was escorted out. So this... yeah, the, the end results of the victory. Right. The the article itself, though, definitely fits with big end of the week. So this class had a substitute for okay, and the substitute was asking you know, the, each of the kids to say that they were thankful for. And this in this one fifth grader, he was so excited. He you know he was very excited that that finally he was going to get adapted by uh, adopted by his two fathers. And at which point the um, the substitute goes off about. Basically, her her personal feelings on um, homosexuality, and and the students asked her to stop, and when she wouldn't, uh, apparently one of the students left the, left the room to go get the principal. Um, yeah. And at that point, and in the um, and then she was she was removed from the classroom. The problem here is um, they they had to piece it together from other students because the boy wouldn't speak up, um, because he was he was scared that. If he did, that maybe his that his fathers wouldn't want to adopt him. Um, right. He had, he's had two other uh, two um, two adoptions fall through, and so th- this kid is terrified that that he's not going to get adopted by someone. And, and of right. course, that in in it, that's not going to happen. I mean, that the you know the the two fathers you know in the article it's you know spoke up. And th- I mean, they they're they're not happy, but they're you know they the whole thing is scary and disturbing that this would even happen in a public school. Yeah. I mean, that's well, definitely I mean, one of the times where it's like, your opinion, you can have, but you don't voice it. I mean, that that crossed the line. 
I, you can't even describe the line that crossed. I mean, yeah, a, a teacher isn't there to make comments on her students' personal lives and stuff like that. I agree. Yeah, it it it's not good. Yeah, that, that that's uh, you know, like it's it's really just out of line for a teacher to um, be berating students for that kind of thing, especially that kind of thing. I mean, whether or not she agrees with their lifestyle, what they're doing is a great thing. They're adopting this kid who is excited about it. I mean, this is his future, and he's all, you know, I'm so thankful that I'm finally getting adopted. And what does she do? She tries to tear it apart just because she wants to be an ass. And that's exactly well, she what has, she does. She yeah. has strong opinions. I mean, there's nothing wrong with her having strong opinions, but that was not the place to talk about them. The right. School is not the place to have a, a debate with children about that Kind of and thing. it was cl- clearly upsetting all the kids. They were telling her, no, stop. You don't do this. Stop, stop, stop. And she wasn't listening. She's like, I know better than you. Shut up. I'm going to tell you exactly how you're supposed to live your lives now. It's like, that is not the way you do it. She can be an ass in the comfort of her own home. Right. Mm-hmm. Or in her church or whatever she wants to push it. But well, I, I imagine she's like Mormon, that, right? I mean, it, it, may, it would make sense if she's Mormon. We yeah. don't know for sure. We don't know anything, and and I guess I don't want to know anything more about her. Well, I'm just glad need you know. to be. She doesn't need to be Mormon to be a narrow-minded bigot. No, no. Oh, well, okay, that's true. I'm just saying because she's in Utah, and Utah is so, and, and the Mormons are so anti, um, uh, everything. Anti-gay. Well, they're yeah. they're very anti-gay. <laughs> um, that that I, I'm I'm imagining that. Uh, but you're right. That that and and it's irrelevant whether she is or not. I mean, she was she was she was. A, total jerk to this kid yeah yeah, yeah i mean like exactly. you can look at it from the flip side too like uh if uh if like uh an atheist was in the school and one of the kids started talking about uh uh how uh he or she uh was thankful for their uh good relationship with jesus or whatever yeah. i mean you just smile and nod and say i'm exactly. glad that yeah. that uh works out for you I have been told, even recently, you know, God bless you, you're such a good blah, blah. It's like, thank you, thank you. You know, I'm not going to preach them just because I disagree with them. The, what, it's not the right place. It's not the right situation. They're trying to be nice. I mean, in this case, this kid was excited and, you know, my life is on the right track kind of mentality. It's definitely not the time to suddenly berate him and tell him how horrible his um, fathers are. No, absolutely not. But I do take issue with the, anybody, the idea that anybody has said God bless you to you. If if they actually know you. <laughs> anyway, so the the staffing service was embarrassed by the whole situation as well, and you know the idea that I mean they, they kind of this the story kind of goes into this idea that how did how did she get in the classroom in the first place? Well, she had a valid teaching license and it wasn't suspended. That's kind of all it takes, right? Yeah. They're, they're, and I don't and but they, even that you can have them with the different opinions. That's fine. Well, it's fine. Right. It's just you, that part of their te- their. Teaching to teach should be watch what you say in class. Certain, you know, if it's if it's your opinions on some strong subjects, don't bring them up. Well, Remain silent. Well, I, the district should have, um, you know, certain policies about that kind of stuff as well that teachers right. should be aware of. Teachers should know that they that this is not something that they talk about in the classroom, and they, they might very well have that. Um, you know, substitutes are different in it, you know, because they might not get all all the information. But it should be pretty clear to teachers that, that, that you just smile and well, nod, like you were saying. Right. right. In the There's classroom. a level of common sense to it. Well, there is that, uh, and right? She's, you know, she's a freaking substitute, which means she's there for one day. If you're a substitute, shouldn't you be trying not to do any damage? 
Well, she won't be coming back to the school if she, if she's even allowed I back in the district, not. right? I mean, yeah. Um, there's nobody that there's nobody that's coming forth that I can tell right now to support her position in the in in a public school, right? Um, right. There are plenty of people that might support her position on on gays and lesbians, but the idea that she would do that in the classroom, I I I I. I but I hope there's the not idea a lot of that she would tear her. a child down for being happy to actually have finally a family. Yeah, exactly. Telling that's you ridiculous. Be, yeah, he, she because she told him you you shouldn't be happy about that. It's like whoa. <laughs> so, but at least at least some kids, some, some you know, there were some other very strong will. <coughs> I guess it was three girls yeah. that said no way, and and took care of it. So the, good for them. The kids are actually standing up to stuff like that an awful lot more. We had here in Canada. In Edmonton, uh, the schools were wanting to do different uh, bathrooms for um, uh, transitioning, people who are transitioning, or not allow them into school at all. And the kids just turned on them and they, and mass said, no, you don't do that kind of stuff. That's ignorant. And the schools had to back down on their position of doing that. That's good. That's good. So the students uh, um, held firm on that, huh? Exactly. Yeah. And in this case, the students held firm and got got someone to deal with it, which was the right action. Cool. All right. Moving and actually, on. Next one's a good follow-up to that. Okay, good. So our, our, um, our victories for common sense, um, going back up to Canada, uh, three adults in a polyamorous relationship were declared legal parents by the court, which makes wow. sense to me. I, I know a lot of polyamorous relationships, but I know a lot of these open ones were more than just the biological parents are taking care of the kids. Why why can't they be declared legal um, parents in the same way? You know, I do I do wonder how they do with certain issues. So right so these three adults in a polyamorous relationship are are the legal guardians of this kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what happens in in the event of a divorce? Right? Have they have they laid all that out? I mean, do we do we know? I mean, be, because there's no precedent for that kind of thing. Those are the kinds of things that um, you know, that I wonder about uh, in these kinds of situations. Women take them for more than everything. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. I mean, I hope that's not how that, this would work. You know, if the divorce <clears throat> happens, that would be one of the things to um, they'd have to figure out if they haven't set something in works to begin with. And they can't legally be married, right? I mean, that that's that's not an option um, because because it, even it's, with the way our current structure is, it's you know two, only two people can be married. We don't have a we can't have a, a marriage of of three or four people at this time, right? No. So th- these kinds of things legally can get, I would imagine, can get quite tricky if you know if something happens in that union. Mm-hmm. Everything gets tricky when it's just just two people. It can't, so well, exactly. Three so people it, they. Just gets expounded. Well, they talked about how uh, most of this is just legally recognized on the birth certificate because they're talking about um, apparently in 2007, in one court, a lesbian couple got both of them listed as the mother, and the biological father was listed as well. But they're saying in that case, the father wasn't in a relationship with the women, so they they somewhat dealt with this already. Um, and most of it would come down to parental rights and how um, that gets figured in. But even with that, m- most likely the basis of the laws are already there and they will follow what's been set up beforehand, just have to expand it out to three people instead of two. It uh, sounds like almost a uh, godparent thing, but it's 
much more legal, legal, and much more uh, extensive. Right. I, I, but it it makes sense because they even say now complex family relationships that are common and accepted in our society. You know, you have to look at that. It, we're you know we we know we're beyond the every family is going to be a mother and father thing. It's more complicated, um, and society does need to adjust to it and make sure that the kids are taken care of. And I think that's, to me, that's what this sounds like. It's saying, okay, let's make sure all three of the people in the relationship have the equal rights to be there for the kid. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, I just think that we also now have, we have to be thinking what, what happens if, when things go wrong, as, as if more right. people start, if more polyamorous groups start having, you know, adopting kids or, you know, registering all the, all these, all these people as their parents. I mean, ultimately, I mean, it, it only, you know, they only really have two biological parents. Right. So, I mean, do, does it fall back to, to those two to settle it? I mean, I just, I'm just asking what, you know, these, these questions have to be talked about. But on the other hand, if all three of them are raising the child, they all have a, you know, they all have an investment in that child. If, if they set, separate, you know, do, do, do two of them pay child support to, to, to one person? I mean, there's all sorts of things that could happen here. I think that would depend on the money situation. Sure. It could get quite, um, yeah, it could, it could get quite complex. I just wonder, you know, it, I mean, it'll be interesting once one of these, you know, if it becomes, as it becomes more common, when one of these hits the courts to see how things, you know, kind of pan out. Mm-hmm. I agree with that too. It's, it's something that. And that, that's part of uh, progressing. And you, not, you, you have this stuff happen, and then you know at some point you'll most likely have to deal with the negative after effects yeah. and figure out how to make that all work out. But the initial stuff is positive in the right direction is what needs to happen. I agree with that. And in, in these questions that I have, I'm not saying there are reason to not move forward. Right. Brian's just contemplating the ifs. Yeah. Well, I, no, I, I, I don't blame him at all for that. Brian's contemplating adding a second wife. <laughs> <laughs> He has more than enough kids as it is, so. He just says the smallest word that's the biggest in society, if. All right. New fossil bridges gap between dinosaurs and birds. I thought that. Yep. Okay. I, I thought that, well, okay, we have avian dinosaurs, so it's a gap between avian dinosaurs and birds, right? Specifically? Right. Okay. Um, basically what they noticed in this one, well, first of all, what, one of the things that's exciting about this particular fossil, which is called Fukui Turex Prima, which is found in the Fukui, Fukui, Fukui. Let me just point out, Mac, that if you can't even say the word, you're never going to be able to make it into a pun. The fuck you, the fuck you tricks. I was wrong. I was wrong. He did it anyway. The fuck you tricks. Basically, what one of the things that is exciting about it is the fact that it was less smushed than a lot of the bird fossils they've found. Um, most of them tend to kind of pancake out because of their soft bone structure. This one was actually in three dimensions. Wait, um, it was in three the, dimensions? Uh, yeah. It, it, there's actually a picture of the fossil on the next, on the next article too. Oh, okay. But the other thing that is really exciting about this is that rather than having a long tail, like most of the, most of the, uh, the avian dinosaurs this had a tail structure like modern birds so it would be a tail structure that would end in tail feathers the, the tail nub right 
also called a Pico style. Can you guys still hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. I I, I made a Did change. Did you try to say something of no, 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 I, I, before so that? So here's here's before. what I'm doing is that I, I every time I mute um the the Discord has a has a mute notification right a sound. And so I was uh, I was turning that off, and I and I heard a sound, so I was afraid that I muted myself. So anyway, continue. Ah, but oh, okay. uh, the other thing too is that most of these fossil these birds fossil have been found in China. This one was found in Japan, so they're kind of excited about that—the fact that they found something outside of China. Yay! Somewhere else to go. <laughs> that is. But cool. on the second article here, they've got a picture of the bird, the actual fossil of the bird. And you can see that it's it's pretty well preserved. So so how did they so the where I'm sorry the fossil was found in in what where did where did it was it was found in um um what am I thinking so to get a 3D fossil I mean obviously they they collected the whole area that the fossil was in right and and then then that was taken and done a CT scan or something on um they found the fossil and as they chipped as they chipped the uh, as they chipped the the surrounding stone away they found that it was still, it wasn't flattened. It wasn't pancaked out, is why I'm saying it was described as 3D. It wasn't a flattened bird. Oh, I see, because a lot of times when the fossil is found, the, the actual animal has gotten crushed. Right. Okay. Because of the soft bone structure. Right. And in this case, it was preserved in, in um, intact in, in its actual form. Correct. Wow. Oh, okay. That's kind of rare, isn't it? It's extremely yeah. rare. So okay, so now what they're saying though, and, and maybe I'm missing. How is this a how is this a link between modern birds and and avian dinosaurs? It's the pigo style. It's the tail tail nub. Okay. And so it basically this has the first tail structure that they found that looks like the tail structure of modern birds. Okay. So they filled the no, gap the dark and created meat. two more gaps. Is what you're telling me? Hmm? They filled one gap to create two new two new gaps. Possibly. <laughs> Uh, here's a here's an interesting little side note. The uh, Roadrunner, I believe, is I don't know if you've ever seen a Roadrunner basically doing a mating display where they They're wag funny. their tail. They have they have a bone structure in their tail that allows them to wag like that, and they're one of the very few birds that have that bone structure. Did you know that a coyote's top running speed is actually a lot faster than a Roadrunner's? Yep. Shut your mouth. Your childhood was a lie. You're a heretic. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, woodpeckers when they uh, woodpeckers share the zygodactyl feet with parrots, so they use those to cling onto trees better. But also, when they start pecking, they essentially set their tail feathers into the into the wood. Their tail feathers are stiffer than most birds' tail feathers, so they basically have a tripodal structure from which to start hammering away at stuff. Allows them to, to perch better on the tree while they're doing that, then, huh? Yep. Okay. And to brace themselves better. Cool. And that not not necessarily only the tree, because you know this applies to woodpeckers, brick peckers, siding peckers, chimney peckers, fence peckers, you name it. <laughs> That's a lot of peckers. Yes, it is. That's what I was thinking. That's a lot of should peckers. Should we move this? Should we have? Should we have talked about this earlier in the podcast? In the masturbation section, maybe. <laughs> if you're going to keep bringing up peckers, I'd like to talk about boobies. <laughs> Blue footed. Okay, we can talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the the other article that I put in here under animals was basically just this snake that uh, his his patterning basically gives him sunglasses and a little mustache. So what kind of snake is this? This is a western rat snake, but 
his his patterning makes him look like he has a, a hipster mustache and sunglasses. <laughs> it's a pretty snake. Yeah, but it's you know so... he only slithers. He only slithers ironically. Oh, nice. Oh, well, it's a colubrid. It's a what? Colubrid. It's a specific um a specific genus. It's a colubrid. Uh, is it a, a type he's of a... snake? A genus of snake? So it says Western uh, rat snake. Where are you reading that? Clu- yeah, the rat snakes are in it. Uh, the black uh, black Mexicans. So it's Mexican a, black snake. Okay. They're gorgeous, just pure black in all shimmer. Like a like a uh, black king snake. That's it. Okay. There's a Mexican so king snake. Black. So Texas Park and Wildlife recently shared uh, Kaylee Gray's photo of a rather sh- stylish reptile. <laughs> Rat snakes are apparently, you know, just like having a garter snake. Sure, they're con- yeah, they're constrictor, that they, and they're they are they're not venomous. They're not poisonous either. Too, and, I think you can eat them just. Like... Well, they don't get very big either. They no, can they get, get three feet, at four both. or five feet, yeah. something like that. I, I thank they're you for making, really thin. Thinking, huh? Thank you for making that distinction, also, Brian. Uh, they are not venomous, and they are not poisonous either, which means you can eat them and not die. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But who'd want to? I mean, look at these specks on this guy. <laughs> I was making a joke because because people always say, "Well, they're are they poisonous? <laughs> no, are they venomous? Yes, <laughs> that's what you want to know. Are they venomous? Well, venom is a type of poison. Well, but it has to do with um, if <laughs> if they if they inject it like these like uh, like a viper would, the, the the they are venomous. But if you eat them in in and uh, and become intoxic, you know, get the toxin that way. They were poisonous. I think it's possible to eat a snake and eat its poison sacs. Uh, yeah, and it, because uh, you're ingesting the then, poison, then it probably wouldn't would hurt poisonous, you anyway, wouldn't it? Well, but it, yeah, it get, it would be it would be eating a poison at that point. That's yeah, sure. and uh, that actually doesn't apply to the the South American bird called the Watsin also, because they're not poisonous, but they're just they're just apparently so fucking nasty that no no predator would eat one twice. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Anything else, Mac? Uh, not right now. I've got some stuff later. So here's some some stuff I've been looking at. Um, Brian, it seems like I've been feeling really tired lately. Um, well, that, oh, okay. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with your car tires? I, I, no, I just feel I feel like I've got uh, tires inside, like pieces of tires inside oh, of me. Well, I feel you, like I'm turning you, into a tire. <laughs> you've, you've Feels like well, he's been hit by microplastics. You, you probably have been yeah. hit by microplastics. So... Um, one of the things um, uh, I've been looking at, because everybody's talking about, you know, we're, when we're looking at pollution in cars, the only thing that people are talking about are the tailpipe admission and not other potential um, problems with with the vehicle. And so the one of the problems that, a, whether it's a, you know, uh, a fossil fuel car or an electric vehicle, they both still have the same exact tires and the same exact disc brakes. And both of those um, are... Uh, as they get used, right, they, they break down. And where is that stuff yeah. going if not into the environment? And so th- so those admissions are not even being talked about when we talk about car admissions. Well, I mean, you can smell when a car overuses its brakes or overuses its clutch. You can smell that on the road. And if you can smell it, that means that you're breathing in particles. Well, but uh, what I'm what what um, is being suggested is that it doesn't yeah. even matter whether you whether you smell it or not, you're breathing in those particles anyway. Because every time you use the brakes, right, those those fibers are breaking down. Right. right. Eventually, I'm those, saying those though, pads have to be replaced. that if you if you can smell it, you know you're breathing in the particles. Sure. 
um, but you're probably breathing in the particles regardless. And so some of, some of these toxins and stuff that, they, that, that they're breathing in, there's a question of how harmful they are and, and, and how they're breaking down and the harms that they're having to aquatic animals, particularly aquatic, I think, that they're looking at. But I think that even, um, uh, even humans are, um, are ingesting these microparticles. <clears throat> Unfortunately, I haven't read these articles in several weeks, and so <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of what I read. Um, so now, I was looking through them real quick. The question is, when will we get to a point where we actually need these microparticles? Uh, are you? <laughs> I'm saying are you using that, for something. Well, my, my my question is, when will we get to the point where we can stretch out stretch out our arms like Plastic Man? <laughs> I I don't know that it works that way. Just feels like it sometimes. Feels like it. Yeah. So I don't know. So so there's a, there's um. I, and and ho- I assume that we'll see more about this as uh, time goes on, that because I think that there are people investigating it, um, and they're probably in California. Uh, um, <coughs> but yeah, so well, California so, gets everything deadly. Well, well, I guess the not point everything. That I was, the point that I was making is we know that people from 200 years ago couldn't breathe our atmosphere without getting really sick. But do I we? think there's we also do, wait. I, we know that. I actually had never heard All that right. before. We, we suspect that. That's actually really? far more. Not have been acclimatized to what exactly we have now, as opposed to right. what they had at that point of time. It would be kind of like walking around outside and then walking into a great big barn with a lot of cow shit. Yeah, they were used to walking to barns with a lot of cow shit back then. I think they could handle the city smells. But wait, but why? I don't. This is far more interesting than my article. <laughs> <laughs> My stuff is still kind of speculative, right? They're, they're looking at this stuff, and they're okay. looking to see what the breakdown of the chem- chemicals are. and, and what... I'm speculating. Okay. I'm speculating that people from up 100 years ago, a couple hundred years ago, would not be able to breathe comfortably in our atmosphere, but at the same time that we wouldn't be able to breathe in the atmosphere a couple hundred years ago either. Well, we know the famous fog of London was actually due to um, the Industrial Revolution and all the pollutants. Yeah, that was about 200 years ago, wasn't it? Yep, somewhere around that time, 100, 200 years ago. Actually, you know, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna come back to this article maybe next week um, as I as I review it because I think that there's a lot more going on here and that I don't remember, unfortunately, because I put these in here a couple weeks ago. But I like that idea here's... because anything to do with pollution and what exactly is causing it is important. Yeah, so here... maybe maybe Brian, you just need your eyes examined. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we. Well, I know uh, I do. Yeah. So about uh, ten to thirty percent of rubber from cars is is lost as uh, as they wear out. So it's got to go somewhere, right? And so what they're saying is that we're inhaling in these particles. And so when we're looking at pollution, um, particularly from vehicles, we need to we need to start looking at we we need a more comprehensive look at what what is pollution. Mm. I, I imagine I've, most of it goes into the ground, but there's probably like some that uh, gets up into the air for sure. Yeah, well, that's what that's what they're saying in this article. Um, the one air pollution <coughs> expo- uh, exposed. Well, you might be breathing in um, uh, tire waste and then brake dust. And brake dust, and you know, brakes used to be made of uh, asbestos. I think that primarily yeah. that's not true anymore. But you know, certainly that uh, at one point that was a problem. The new ones are what's called semi-metallic, but yeah. I don't think they contain asbestos. No, I don't think there's any. I mean, you, you can you can put asbestos on them. Can you still? 
<laughs> if you can get your hands Duck on it, I suppose. Get your hands on it. So here, here, the, the so D- DIY. I want to, I want asbestos on my brake pads. Oh God! But Brian, what does this have to do with eye exams? Okay, so here's the thing. I went to the eye doctor this week, and of course, when you go to the eye doctor, you know that they, they, every single one of these places has a facility for you to buy their glass, right? And, uh-huh. and of course, I, it's so convenient, right? You're there. You know, in, in, in particularly for the kids' glasses, you know, I, I don't think I spent that much more. But on mine, I think I spent a lot more. Um, and so uh, this this person, um, they lost a, they lost their glasses on a um, some sort of a boat trip. Yeah, uh, the guy in the article, and <clears throat> he went to get them replaced. And the, in they, they in the U.S. they won't do it unless you unless you have a, a valid prescription. And she he ends up in uh, was it Peru? And he went there. He told and he found an optometrist. <coughs> he told them what his prescription was, and they whipped him up a pair of glasses. And he was off and going. And in here in the United States, it's um, it's overly controlled as to how you can how you, how you can get these. And so what this author is saying that you know they're, they're comparing our system to everywhere else. You know, well, not everywhere else, but many other you know Western countries. You know, um, where where you can just go in and get a pair of glasses. But here, the, the the way that they we've designed it, it's um, it's it's much more expensive. The way that of course that they've done it, and of course, the these people that that are doing the eye exams have it. You know, they 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 make a lot of money by selling the eyeglasses as well. Probably more off of the eyeglasses than they do the exams. Um, but the- I always thought it was kind of strange that uh, like your 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 eyeglasses prescription is only valid for one year. So is that true in Canada? And uh, as well? people people don't want to don't want to uh, fill your prescriptions. Uh, uh, yeah. After it has expired. Yeah, it's it is it is pretty crazy because most of the time in one year your your prescription is probably still fine for for one yeah. year, you know, or two years. And unlike in my case, uh, you know, my my per, the glasses that I'm wearing right now are four years old, and in my long distance vision hasn't changed that much in four years. But still, for me to get a new pair of glasses to get a new pair of lenses, I have. I have to go get an exam. Now, for me, I have insurance. Right, it cost me ten bucks for the exam. No big deal. But Mac, you don't have insurance, do you? Uh, I actually went for optical insurance, but okay. I can only do it at certain places. Okay. I mean, that, you, you're also playing out of your pocket for the insurance, so that counts as part of the cost. Well, there you go. See, there, there's the other mm-hmm. piece of that, right? I, I, I'm paying a lot of money to have that insurance. And then I have... Yeah. I can. It, it's the same here in Canada, but I've gotten my glasses online. They don't require you to send them uh, an actual copy of the prescription or anything. They'll just be like, okay, fill in these, these parts. We'll send you your glasses. Yeah, so to do that in yeah. the U.S., you still have to... They still have to validate that somehow. Um, and I forget yeah. last time. I, I hear they're I, I hear they're trying like the uh, glasses companies. They're trying to shut those down. Well, yeah, because, they, would, they, uh, they really yeah because it's you can do it for way cheaper. In fact, I probably should have right. I probably spent more money, mm-hmm. but it but but by doing it the way that I did, I it comes out of my health savings account, and I use the VSP insurance, and and so I I. I I pay less than the shelf price, but I still pay more probably than what they're worth, right? More than I could have if I had chopped around. I probably could have got done it a lot cheaper. Um, so yeah, so there's yeah, my at my uh, doctor's uh, my eye doctor's glasses place, like I couldn't, you, you can't find any frames for less than like 110 bucks. Yeah, right. they're very difficult to find, uh, <clears throat> pretty cheaper. And considering that Ontario has the two, the two taxes, that's. Worse than up here in Alberta, where it's only one tax. So I think that the frame that I chose was I can't remember now. Was it a, was it one fifty or something like that, or one seventy nine? And then my my insurance gave me one hundred and fifty. So my 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 what I pay on that is thirty. 
But I paid, but like you say, I paid a whole bunch to have that insurance. And since I had the freaking insurance, I might as well use it at that point, right? Because it's all part of my health plan. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck. So if I, I don't know how much I could have saved by shopping around, considering the insurance that I have is pretty good. But maybe I could have. I like to, I like to walk in with a pair of, a pair of frames made out of bent paper clips. <laughs> Do you? <yeah. laughs> I like to use these. So, anyway, so what, um, what, what there, there are two things in the U.S. that <clears throat> people should remember. There are two laws passed: one in 1997 and one in 2003. Um, and these laws, they they require the um, you know the eye exam people to give you a copy of your prescription, right? You do not have to, you're, you're, you do not have to buy lenses at the place where you go in. Um, they, they, you can take the prescription and go somewhere else. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. So does that, yeah, that, that used to be the case that, uh, they, they wouldn't even give you the prescription. Yeah. They didn't want to yeah. let that go. Right. Because if they did, you know, then you would just go somewhere else and buy glasses. Well, they legally yeah. have to do that yeah. and be aware of that. And I actually know that but you know when I when I balance that against what the insurance was going to pay for to get the lenses and all of that, um, and then what the then what it was going to take for me to go find someplace and and probably I should do it right. But I mean, there's a convenience factor, and I paid for a certain amount of convenience, and uh, and and but then once again, I was able to use my insurance. Am I going to be able to use my insurance online when I go to buy at these places? Maybe, maybe not. I'm going to have to look around and find the find a place where I can do that. There, so it's it's so difficult here in the U.S. Right, they do not make it easy. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, but I probably could have. It probably. I don't know what Canada's like. I mean, is your prescription only good for a year? And and if you were yeah. to go buy glasses online, would they know it? Yeah, it's for, it? it's for a year. But if you have some kind of healthcare insurance that you get because of being uh, ill and not being able to work, then they say you can't. You can only get your eyes checked once every two years instead of once every year. Hmm. Which you know the it makes it different, and if you have uh, what happens if you have to get your eyes checked with a special uh, special machine for maybe diabetes check if you have uh, cysts in your eyes that costs extra as well okay. unless you have an insurance company that takes care of that. So I I think what I'm curious about in Canada when you walk into someplace to get your glasses made mm-hmm. what kind of a what kind of a selection of, le- of frames do you have depends on the place okay uh, there's a uh, lot of places a, that you just me, walk yeah. in one that just deals with the glasses itself there are frames all over the fridge you just walk in and then there's frames okay frames. well you have you have like lens crafters or hakeem optical or whatever down there yeah, right you exactly. like it, it all looks the same okay because I, I, I guess the point that I was trying to make was, is it is it the fact that we've got these these fancy schmancy designer lenses or designer frames that is making it so expensive, or is it just that they're basically charging what the market will take, and stupid Americans will buy glasses for any price? Well, see, I've uh, I've bought glasses online for uh, as low as like uh, twenty five dollars for the whole thing. That's pretty Holy good. Shoot. Yeah, that's pretty... So that, that, that was like that was like a, a simple prescription, not uh, progressive lenses. What do you call it? Pro- yeah, not not progressive. And like, if you need anything yeah. fancy, that'll, that'll cost extra too. And right. it was only on a, sele- a small selection of frames. Well, that's where they get me, right? Because um, I'm getting to the point where I need progressive lenses, and I and I opted out this time because you know because what they the the charge to get a progressive lens, you know, it was 160 mm-hmm. bucks that out of pocket. It's like holy crap. I have I have to have progressive lenses because of 
three set uh, three set progressive. Yeah, um, I, I've uh, I've recently switched to the progressives myself, and I had to pay yeah. a lot of extra money for that. But went to the place online. I think I paid less than two hundred bucks. I think less than one hundred and fifty. That's really good because so, my, I, yeah. So um, one of my uh, we should talk. One of my favorite one of my favorite moments when I was getting my last pair of glasses. I have a prescription for astigmatism and um, astigmatism and farsightedness in my right eye. And my left lens is a null prescription. It's nothing <clears throat> because they can't correct what's going on with my left eye. Mm. Yeah, I have the astigmatism in both eyes plus uh, nearsightedness. And now I'm having problems farsightedness as well. So, so when she's, she's, Getting me, getting ready to fit me for the glasses. She says, "Is this just going to be single vision?" I said, "Yeah, because I'm blind in my left eye." <laughs> and you could have heard a pin drop as she stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the conclusion that that, that this guy has, um, and this isn't this is from the Atlantic. Um, he says Republicans who believe in the free market should uh, look at this as red tape and unnecessary intrusion into free enterprise. Democrats who 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 care about the well-being of um, socioeconomic disadvantage and are worried about the health disparities between different ethnic groups should be outraged by the unreasonable burdens and situations placed on unprivileged Americans. So I, I, I liked the conclusion well enough to say, okay, I mean, I, I can, I, I see where they're coming from that, that it's just, it's too difficult and there's too many things going on. I mean, uh, I think every one of us on this podcast wears glasses, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, you know, Brian, and that's because that's because those... we're all masturbators. I get it, but <laughs> you know, Brian, if you don't get those progressive lenses pretty soon, you'll only be able to have a conservative viewpoint. <laughs> so, pro tip that I found for anybody looking to buy glasses online, uh, like uh, I know, like usually you go to the glasses store and you like try on each one and you agonize over them. What I found, I just uh, I've gotten multiple pairs of glasses online, and you can look at uh, the numbers on uh, the side of your glasses to buy glasses that are the are basically the same shape and size. Um, and I I wear wireframes, but you know, like no matter which glasses I wear, uh, different different sizes and kind of different styles. But you know, as long as they're like wireframes, kind of similar to the ones I was wearing before, nobody notices. Sure. <laughs> um, I, and I did choose a new lens, but but what was it? What was expensive for me was not. My frames, I the frames cost me thirty to fifty dollars, right? <coughs> because of my insurance, because of the because of the overpriced insurance that I already because paid for. Of, yeah. Right. Um, what it was it was the fact that I like transition lenses, is that I like anti glare, and it, 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 they soak you for all and, those other things. And, yeah, yeah, we do that too, in uh, anti glare and anti a um, uh, little bit of sunglass type stuff or right. whatever it is. Yeah, the transition lenses. Yeah. So the question yeah. is, am I am I fooling myself with the anti glare? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I think it, you're fooling yourself with the anti-glare. I get anti-glare, and I, I can I can glare at people still. Yeah. <laughs> As usual, Mac, you got it wrong. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, yeah, you got yeah, yeah. So, Brian, once you get those new glasses with your fancy progressive lenses. No, I didn't get them. I, didn't, I opted what, out because it, I, I was that, too cheap. Once you do that, oh, okay. though, would you go see a uh, – would you go see uh, – a movie 
with real humanity or would you use would you go see some sort of a cookie cutter action film? Oh, cookie cutter action action film, of course. Martin Scorsese <laughs> would disagree. <laughs> I'm not even sure where this conversation is. <laughs> I, I I just that pause was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's finish up here. Let's choose. We got one. We can choose one more article to finish up on. What do you want to finish up on? Is it? Well, if we're only doing one more article, then we probably should do the Mattel. Okay. Okay. Which makes my uh, which makes my attempt at a at a segue even less sense than it was. So I get. Oops, this page can't be found. Yeah, I just got that myself. Let's try. Yeah, that page can't be found. Wow. Let's see. These, these sometimes you know these URLs sometimes they they don't watch it. Ah, uh, Facebook. Oh, is this a Facebook link? Okay, here we do go. not link to Facebook. Facebook is right. the, is the worst source. If you can't, if Facebook's your only source, it's, it you know it didn't happen. Mattel launches mm-hmm. new transgender Barbies. Yeah, let's, let's My poor husband's just laughing. <laughs> Mattel launches right. your doll. Found a CNN one that looks good. Okay, put that in there. MSNBC, Mattel messages about Mattel's gender-neutral doll, New York Post. A gender-neutral doll. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, is that not the same as what we're talking about? It is yeah, the same. Thing, uh, transgender and gender-neutral are two completely different. Well, that's what I was thinking. How do you, how do, you do general Are they doing right, general try neutral? Try the link now. I'll take okay. the CNN link. That's basically the same story. All right. So, okay. Well... Oh, this is the same thing uh, that I found. Um, uh, mine is MSNBC, but it looks like... Oh, this one says Slate.com. Maybe. <coughs> no, okay. this is CNN. All right, so, so okay. So right, what do we so, got here from CNN? Uh, finally, a doll that looks like all of us? No, that's the article CNN post. Basically, what Mattel has done is released a Barbie doll that you can pick the gender of, that you can pick the clothes of, that you can... I have that basically the idea of being um transgender. Okay. So she's almost like a Mr. Potato Head. So is so he like, just oh. can you can you can you order custom genitals? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, I like where your brain goes. <laughs> but um basically the idea is you're you're given a doll and you can make them as masculine or feminine as you choose to be using the clothes and the hairstyles that are there. So it's included with um, both of my ma- feminine and my masculine clothes, feminine and masculine hairstyles. Um, and the idea basically being, um, I, I wish we had the first article. I wish I could find the, because that one talked about how they actually did the research. They actually went out and the kids were saying they don't want dolls that are um, defined as male or female or anything. They want to be able to choose that themselves. Yeah, kids were actually saying this. It wasn't just, just a random thing, let's do this. No, the kids were saying this is what we want to see. And So this is basically like a real-life version of uh, every video game select your facial features type thing? In some ways, yeah. It, it, it's that logic. And you could, the, um, the, the, they're offered a variety of ethnic um, skin tones. So it's like, hey, you know, the a black child can find a black doll. The Orientals can find the Oriental skin tones, stuff like that. You can find the skin tone that matches you. And okay, now I can do the hair that I, I I want to have. I can dress up the way I want. I don't have to conform to exactly, you know, what 
you know, oh, this doll has to be a girl, this doll has to be a boy. No, I can get them and I can change them. I can make them go back and forth. I can create them into the representation I want them to be. And like I said, this was done because they had, you know, went out and found that kids were saying this is what they wanted to see. Well, and if they if you can change them back and forth, if the kid is having a day where he wants to be more he masculine or feminine, male, or she wants to be more female, they can make the doll mirror that. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's I think a lot. Also, the other article that you that you uh, that you posted in there about <clears throat> about the the gender inclusive, but also about the the dolls with missing limbs or in a wheelchair and so on and so forth is it's all about giving kids icons that are different, different beauty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they should go farther. I mean, like uh, get, let, let them uh, have alien heads or like, <laughs> be covered in fur. Well, but here's or the thing. Have extra, people. Extra. You know, I, I have those dolls. I, I think that uh, Hasbro's got that sewed yeah. up. So, <laughs> so Mattel, and if you know, if you want one from Mattel, I think they've got the He-Man <clears throat> line still available. <laughs> they have the Mighty Men and Monster Maker and the fashion plate still, I believe. Ooh. But so, um. <laughs> so here's the thing: Mattel's new gender fluid. Uh, creationable world dolls can be harmful to children confused about about gender and will likely flop on the market, Christian expert told Baptist Press. <laughs> I'm, I'm just wondering about what kind of fluid they used and if it's toxic or what. <laughs> These dolls create, created by adults for adults to make them feel good about their <coughs> racial gender theories. A focus on the family, F, um, Glenn St- uh, Staten told Baptist Press, "You're going to be able to find these dolls on a discount table in about four months after Christmas." I don't believe that. From like I said, Mattel did the research. They went out and they found this is what the kids want. I don't care. So. This is coming from God. <laughs> I mean, these well, these are personalized when, dolls. I imagine a kid we, will hold on to these for longer than a regular doll. Th- when listen. we find them at Dollar Tree. We'll know that God was right. This is focused on the family, right? Come on. I mean, the dolls, them, the dolls themselves aren't gender fluid. They're, they'll be whatever you make them out to be. It's just, it's kind of more gender uh, option, gender optional, basically. I wonder if they have any attachable parts. Well, let's not forget that Staten from Focus on the Family, Focus on the Family <coughs> Director of Family Formation Studies, noted that parents are not clamoring for this. Kids are not clamoring for this. How does he know? It's right here in my article. I haven't heard that this is the uh, the next big uh, Cabbage Patch doll Christmas uh, rush to get them thing, but uh, yeah, it could be. I had to shop well, online. Let me remind everybody that uh, Furbies are still gender ne- gender neutral. Twenty years later, <laughs> my Furby still won't wake up. So Bob uh, Stith, a Southern Baptist gender issues expert, he's an expert <laughs> and founder of Family and Gender Issues Ministry in South Lake, Texas, told the um, Baptist Press the dolls are inappropriate. There you go. They're inappropriate. Um, I mean, he, one... he, is an, he is an expert, I, I assume. He, he, says how so. does, he has how a does, degree yeah. in... 
I, I think the only thing you have to do to be uh to become a gender issues expert where he comes from is know where to know where to find a bucket of water and hook and how to hook up a car battery to it. And I'm sure he has talked to all the kids in his church that have been told exactly how to um address the gender issues. And they all told exactly what they were told. I mean, you know, he he probably he's probably the one who got that letter that we were talking about earlier about talking to uh, people about masturbation, and that's probably all he does. Well, we're, not, we're well. Here's the thing: children can be be notoriously fluid in many of their choices. Think, um, think food, for instance. He said. So why would we blur the blur the boundaries on some of on something so um, significant as gender that is the height of that is the height of irresponsibility come on ian well i'm reading something they're they're doing the whole um they're especially tragic when many are starting children on drug therapy leading to sex change operations that's one of those messed up propaganda things first off they don't put them on drug therapy that leads to sex change operation the drug therapy is it um what that does is it halts and delays and it's only done at puberty time if if they think the kid uh, might have a gender issue. And this is done. But it halts and delays the hormonal stuff. It doesn't stop it. It doesn't make them the other sex. But it allows them more time to decide what they want. And that, that is being done. But it's not drug therapy leading to... Uh, some of the propaganda and culture stuff that gets mixed into here. Well, I, so, have, I have another thing for you to think about. God created two... Se- the, God's creation of two sexes is undeniable, Sith says. Yeah, and what? It, and is um, confirmed what, in both the, the Old and XX New Testament. chromosome thing, which is extremely inaccurate. We know that chromosomes <laughs> can be actually far more complicated than just the XXXY. And that uh, uh, genetically speaking, um, within that, there's actually a huge, huge range that you can't really classify. It gets more and more complicated. Ian. Did you I just want to know where my extra rib is. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that, that's uh, that's obviously nonsense. How could all that come from just Adam and Eve? And <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think what you're failing to recognize, though, is that gender comes from God. Chromosomes come from. <laughs> <laughs> this is Ian. This is confirmed in both the Old and New Testament. Oh, okay. not your fancy science. This is in the original <laughs> book. <laughs> Here's the thing, yeah. and this article goes on, and of course I haven't I haven't read it completely, and I and I'm reading it as we go here. Um, when you, when we put this in here, and uh, I because I hadn't seen it till just now, the first thing that I googled was that I started looking for some Christian that was pissed, right? <laughs> yeah, well, because I knew I would find it, right? Oh yeah, this is funny. I oh, love yeah, this. I love Brian, my I love my article better a, than yours. You can't throw a rock. <laughs> My article is by far more entertaining than yours is. David probably found a couple of amusing Brian, ones. Brian, yeah. low hanging fruit. <laughs> oh, you way. can't throw a rock without way. You can't throw a rock. Uh, you can't throw a rock without it hitting three Christian Christians. <coughs> oh yeah, well that's true, right? <laughs> when you were looking uh, uh, to tell. I, I think that if uh, if Christians are gonna throw a fit over this, they should throw a fit over oh. uh, the uh, online games <laughs> where you can make your characters look however you want. I had to, I had to, I had to dig pretty far before I found this article. It was, it was down. Well, okay, no, it's one, two, three, four, five. It's, a, it's, a, it's the fifth one. But the, the, the problem is that this is from sixty-seven days ago. I can't find, but I'm not finding any other irate Christian. 
That's no fun. I know. <laughs> no Catholics. No, no Protestants. Surprisingly, I'm all, the the only one that I'm really seeing is from the, from the Baptist press. Um, <laughs> let's see. Is this one is? Oh, that's unusual. It's uh, <laughs> hard to swing a cat without hitting an offended. Well, Christian. that's what I'm saying, right? I mean, um, <laughs> the, the, I might have another. Wait, I might have another one here. Who else we got? Is Mattel just launched a gender neutral doll? Nope. These are nope. They they are not upset. No, I I I could only find one. That's the surprising <coughs> thing here. This has been out for a while. Why are why are there not more upset Christians? That's that's what surprises me. <laughs> they probably haven't even looked at the information on. It's possible on the package. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I I guess it's just not as popular as they were hoping it would be. That's probably why there's not a lot of people talking about well, it. Well, and that could be a problem for Mattel, right? I mean, I if 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 there were more Christians upset about this, I would think that the product would be more popular. Seriously, if 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 the, the if it gains in popularity, we will see more Christians complaining about it. Mm. You know, that's a probably a good point. And then you it's on who, who wants to start writing letters to uh, to these? Uh, uh, religious groups uh, to to try to get them to take up uh, action against us. We can we can spread the word easily about right. this kind because of stuff. Because if they do, they, then the, then the sales will skyrocket. This can only be good for Mattel if yeah. we can get the if we can get these Christians more fired up. Get the Christians fired up, and then get get Oprah on it. Yeah. See, but most yeah. Of this stuff I is... mean, let, let's get to to this, folks. I mean, like uh, if this is successful, we can get Mattel to give us money to keep on doing stuff. Like this. <laughs> I, I think sure. I, I don't think they promoted it. Tell you the truth, I've not seen anything on it until now. That's why the articles were so interesting to me. The, the articles, okay. So the one I see from MSNBC is twenty three days old. The New York Post article is sixty seven days old. Um, the Yahoo stuff I see is sixty seven days old, but that probably yeah. points back to the couple months. And, but I haven't. Mattel itself, I don't think, is um, promoting it the way they need. Well, I think if yeah. if Mattel went out and promoted a bit more, you know. I don't know if they're trying to play it safe to avoid that, but it's, it's a, if they're playing it safe, that's a stupid idea. Here's this the, is what they need to be putting the commercials out and be overly stubborn in our face right now because that can only help. I'm seriously concerned about how popular this product is going to be by the lack of outrage. Mm. And and, mm. and here's the thing is that the first thing that, that he says, Mattel's new general fluid creatable world doll, um, can, let's see, it says, uh, he says... Right in the first thing, he's basically saying this is going to be a flop. That this will, this gender will be a flop on the market. And yeah, he unfortunately, might be right. he might be right. And, and that's sad because I think this is a good <coughs> idea too, right? Um, but I don't think it's going to be a flop for the reason he's saying. I think it's going to be a flop because Mattel's not marketing it right. Well, but it doesn't matter at that point. He can he can claim victory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's unfortunate. There should be more outrage. <laughs> we need to get more outrage. You're right, though. If they put a couple commercials out about this, um, they'll they'll be. I mean, it, it'll be it'll be the talk of the town for a month. Town, oh, yeah. the town. Bring in two masculine-looking dolls and have them kiss. Ooh, that'll, that'll get people. Yeah, that'll uh... get people. <laughs> right. Oh yes, they're well, not no, used to I, the well, girls kissing, but the boys different. A boy and a girl playing with these dolls with um, same-sex parents sitting yeah, back watching them. Yeah, but both a boy and a girl. And of course, the boy's playing with a, a female-looking one, and the girl's playing with a male-looking one. And I said, you have two same-sex parents right behind them. That's the, the commercial they need to do. I mean, it's a good question. Is that they did a lot of research, right? That you're saying that, they, that there's yeah. a lot of research behind this doll. How is it? Is it available right now? Um, I thought they were supposed to have launched, but I haven't seen them anywhere. Hmm. 
I mean, I mean you'd probably have, you'd have to order it online, right? You wouldn't be able to get it through stores. Yeah. But here's the thing is that I don't see a link to actually like purchase one of these dolls. No. Uh, NPR has an article. Um, but they're, this yeah, is well, from September. There's nothing after September. I mean, that that's that's kind of scary. I see. I when I when I Google this, I see nothing. Or I'm using DuckDuckGo, but I'm not seeing anything after September. It's like it launched in in nothing. Yeah, I don't see advertisements. I don't see a, a link to Mattel's website where where I can purchase this thing. It just is not coming up. Yeah. Let's see. Maybe if I remove the launches. Give it a little extra attention. If I can. I'm gonna look at the actual Mattel press release. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I mean, Slate's got an article on it from oh, November 8th. So that's good. So this is a little newer. This is November that, that Slate did their article. Okay. Creatable World Dolls. Okay. I think I have seen them. Okay. So look for Creatable World Dolls. There okay. we go. Okay. Uh, Target. Creatable World. Yep. So that's what they're under is Creatable World. Don't look for um, Barbie. But they're under Creatable World Deluxe Character Kit Customizable Doll and... Barb and Target has them for twenty two fifty. Yeah, here we are on Amazon for nineteen ninety seven. Right, so they're actually even okay. cheaper than things we're saying. Well, that's good. That can only that's, that's, a, that's a good price if you get to customize so much. Well, yeah, I don't know yeah. how much can I customize that on Amazon. Let's go take a look. Yeah, see, I can't customize all that. Oh no, you buy you buy the kit. You buy a kit. Yeah, you buy the kit. You, you get the basic doll. It looks with a separate wig and two outfits. Is what it looks like? I see. So, so you buy the wig and the outfits separately, and you just choose the body type. Is that no, it? No. The, the, it, each kit comes with a body type, and then um, two hairstyles, two sets of clothes. Um, I don't know if they have anything beyond that. If, if they're standard Barbies, you can probably buy any Barbie clothes. Although these look more like the smaller, her whatever teen sister sized. Yeah, I don't know. The... You, you don't get to choose the hairstyles it comes with, or they're just prepackaged into whichever I kit think, you get? I think yeah, that's what it looks like. I got two yeah. hairstyles. Oh, then then it's, not, it's not as good as I thought Here's it was. It... Yeah, each kit comes with two styles. But then looking at it, you can look at the different kits, because what I'm seeing... No, no, no. They come, with, pictures... they come with multiple hairstyles. Like, the, like yeah. the, the, one that I, the one here for the uh, black braided hair... You the I mean the box if the box unless the box is nothing like it it looks like there's at least two hairstyles there. yeah like I said each one comes two hairstyles and two outfits okay. although actually I'm looking at one that looks like it has three outfits so I guess it depends on what kit you get as how much kit, you yeah. get in it oh no there's lots of there's one two three four but here's the thing that you can mix the uh, each one. the the advertisement on Mattel's site says 100 plus looks all in one kit okay yeah. Well, yeah, you can change the pants and hairstyle, glasses. Yeah, all that. it's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, like I say, there's not enough outrage, right? No, I mean, it's it's well, not. I, it's, it's I don't think enough people know about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. They're not. And, they're not average. Well, I think uh, from from looking at all this now, I think it's a lot more boring than I originally thought it was it's when they were saying. Way more boring, it. right? They're, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the, really what, you, what you were picturing would be a whole different level and a whole different expense. It wouldn't be necessarily a simple. <laughs> thing you put out to walmart and stuff right um now no if this takes off knowing um mattel and the barbie line i i could very much see them doing packs of um you know you you buy the kit and you get the doll and what comes with that but then you buy the fashion sets outside of that which you know um barbie's known for but right now all they have are the um initial kits to start with but like i also said these are barbie dolls 
Looking at the side, they look like I'm trying to remember what her sister's name was. She had a, a and I, I think there was one smaller than Skipper that they look like. She had like three or four sisters of all different sizes, but they looked small, slightly smaller than Skipper, even. All um, I know but, is that Ken ended up winding up with G.I. Joe. <laughs> so, hey, so I back to my uh, my uh, <coughs> my article from um, the uh, um, Baptist Press. <laughs> they they actually they actually go right into the uh, thing you were talking about. Um, with the drug therapy. Um, let's see. Sith notes, it is especially tragic when so so many are starting children on drug therapy leading to sex change operations. For the Christian, the bottom line is what God said, not the culture. Um, but they, they do make an interesting point here at the bottom that I would need to be verified. It says, other, other toys designed to appeal to... Uh, Accessories, accessorization of gender neutral have failed, Stanton says. The dolls are apparently named as Creative World. So is it is it true that, that other products like this have failed? The, uh, not that I know of, but I don't really think there's been other products like this. I, uh, I he, doesn't give a, he doesn't give examples. He just makes a statement, which doesn't prove anything. No, maybe we should uh, take a look at this more and do more about it. Uh, add on to it later sometime when we get more information. Yeah, we've got all yeah, Didn't Mattel yeah. release a doll at one time, like growing up Skipper, where like you raised her arms and her boobs come out or something? <laughs> I, don't know, sorry, the, 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 I think there was one where you could yeah, make, make her mature in some way. I know there was a pregnant one where you kick the baby out. Um, There's quite a few ones with the baby, baby inside the mom. <laughs> Alright, well I think that that's where we need to end it. But not gender neutral. <laughs> we, 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 this is one of those things that we should see what happens. Come back and talk yeah. about it later. Alright, say yeah. goodnight everybody. Good night everybody. Good night. one in the general, gender neutral camp. <laughs> if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time you're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Sharealike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight. Digital Portraiture.